Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Oh, here we go, boys. Go. that sound. This is a good one. What's up, dude? What it is, bro? Oh, not much. Welcome to another episode of Waterfowl Wednesday. Oh, yeah, you need an outside microphone because there's five honkers going by me right now. Oh, really? There's a lot of fresh birds around. Yeah, there are some lost puppies this morning. Oh, yeah. Did you hunt? No, I'm working, but I'm right on the river, so they're what, like coming this river? way in that way. The Zumbro, the Zumbro River. Mm-hmm. Where? Uh, by Tell Or-N- everybody by Orinoco, <laughs> by Rochester. Good luck getting on fields. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's quite a few lost puppies. I've hunted the same river spot myself for the last three days: Monday night, Tuesday morning, Wednesday morning, and I went out this morning expecting to see migrators and fresh new birds and i did not see migrators in the traditional sense like really high v'd up flocks of 20 or more flying over at all but the goose abundance went up a lot like a lot a lot i know they're migrating like crazy this weekend because i had fishing tournaments up by grand rapids and it was like saturday pretty steady migration till about nine maybe ten sunday they migrated the last migrated migrating flock i saw was two o'clock in the afternoon nice we hunted until 12 30 p.m on uh on sunday we killed 31 nice for yeah. eight guys yeah my guys were out and they had 17 i don't remember how many guys they had out but they said they all good. came they all came from way up so no local birds every one of ours was an adult nice all 31 just big 
beautiful molts. I've been eating them all week, too. My God, Mrs. Johnson is just oh, a wizard on the wild game. Well, I know. I couldn't hunt last weekend. Now I can hunt this weekend. I see we have south winds all weekend. So sweet. It's awesome. Yeah. Good. Keep those birds around that we just got. <laughs> yeah, but that means now I got to find a feed. My scouting has not been great this year. And honestly, mm. don't know when I'm going to have time. I'm not going to be able to. I mean, Friday afternoon, it's just latch ditch effort is about all I got. Them lost puppies will stay lost for a bit. A mm. couple days. Maybe. We'll see. But there is more silage corn coming out, so that's good. Yeah, more spots to hunt, more spots to run traffic. Well, more and more. So that's so you, you didn't hunt Saturday, just Sunday? I hunted Saturday. Why am I drawing a blank? I don't know. Why are you? <laughs> Was this another no. prairie prairie hunt? Probably. <laughs> no, I didn't hunt Saturday because I was at Prairie Pothole Days. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I did some seminars there. That's why I was drawing a blank. Because I got go. super drunk before my seminars. <laughs> as, <laughs> I mean, as, as you should, I mean. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. There, no, I set up a, a booth for uh, Pacific Calls. And I realized I forgot something that I could get at the hardware store. I'm like, I'll be right back. You know, right before it starts, I had like 45 minutes. And I'm driving to the hardware store in, uh, I can't remember the name of the town now, just north of where Prairie Pot Old Days was. And there's a flock of like 25 just saucy-looking migrators. Like, oh, damn it. And then I was driving back, a flock of like 30, like, damn it. Nice. Well, I'm be at the show all day selling <laughs> goose whistles. <laughs> And then Sunday, uh, I was talking to Trevor uh, while I was out there, and he goes, uh, do you want to hunt? I need some help calling for tomorrow. Do you want to hunt with me at, at the sod farm? Phil's old legendary sod farm that he always ran his migrator hunts on, and now Trevor does too. It's like, yes. But I almost reluctantly said yes, because if there's ever a day I was going to really pound him in a prairie, it was gonna be Sunday. <laughs> yeah, know? you yeah, you you would have been under a lot of birds at least. I know. That right? probably so was, was your best chance. Exactly. So I'm like, well, I will reluctantly go on this successful hunt with you. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll find I'll I'll trade one of my failed prairie hunts for <laughs> for a sure thing. <laughs> yeah. I was like, all right, let me look at the weather. We're gonna shoot a lot at that sod farm i know we are <laughs> it's gonna be more than 20 i knew that i was like well, unless the weatherman's wrong but it's gonna be more than 20 birds we're gonna kill i know that and then i was like well all right i could probably get two or three in a prairie by myself ah! any bands no no bands no bands no, bands. no. i haven't seen a band die but i haven't seen many geese die except those 31 and a handful of others that well i've seen two so yeah that was that one day we went and kind of the busted the busted hunt not really busted but oh sure mm. the migrator field that turned in to be a, a local field that turned into be a multiple permissions field that turned into be a bust so sure did get to shoot too though so sure was something was happy about that how's the app doing really good good you still really holding good. there at 16th no we're down to 20,471 now <laughs> <laughs> really tailed off really, really really hit that cliff <laughs> no right. i'm i'm, ha I'm happy with what how's how's it it is doing i'm getting a lot of feedback people really like it 
Um, and then a lot of people are asking when some more features are going to come out. I know they're going to do a, uh, a subscription-based model, and we're going to add a lot of content to that. But uh, I don't know. I'm the content provider, so a lot of people are like, "Hey, I have I'm having this technical difficulty with your app." <laughs> You're like, um, uh, yeah, I'm not an app designer, <laughs> buddy. I'm a goose call guy, you know. But no, not a lot of people are saying that. But somebody's uh, there's been like two messages, like, "Hey, I I didn't get the email confirmation or something." I'm like, "Okay, I don't know. I got it." <laughs> I bought my I bought, yeah. I bought my own app. <laughs> yeah, well, just it seems like I, a good I, deal, though. I mean, it's like as soon as they told me it was pretty... live, I was like, I'm gonna buy it. It's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> I bought five of them. I bought, I bought it. I deleted it. I rebought it. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a really genius idea. Pump <laughs> those numbers up. We just get a, a revolving wheel of. Uh, cancellations and subscriptions there is a really great canada goose migration study that was just published that i've been waiting for that has uh, that just came out this last week if there's any bird nerds in the audience that want to look up a fucking awesome study do it give us give us the grease okay it is called comparing me comparing migration ecology among geographically distinct populations of canada geese and cackling geese by Leanne Neufeld. Google that. It wow. is awesome. This is the study that <clears throat> involves all the rivet bands, all the red geolocators that are on the giants, all the yellow and black geolocators that are on the lessers and the cacklers, and the justification for classifying the Canada goose, large Canada goose, as an overabundant species in Manitoba and the justification for their season dates of March 1 to March 31. It's awesome. Okay, and get, there's a bunch of really what cool... Am I Googling again? Say that again. Do you want me to just text it to you? Compa well, yeah, but go ahead and say it again for the listeners. They might be like, say that again, Nick. I'm on my phone writing this down. Com comparing migration ecology among geographically distinct populations of Canada geese and cackling geese. And I'm texting it to you right now. I got in comparing migration ecology among distance. Hopefully that comes up. <laughs> uh, I got juvenile temperate sea bass. Nope, that's not it. And cackling geese. Branta Hutchinson. This is a master's paper by, uh, I don't know. They've been working on, I mean, this is, they've been working on a long time. Those geolocators. And in here, there's just lots of really interesting um, figures of locations of, I mean, band locations, um, band track, GPS tracks. They're not GPS, they're geotransmitters, which are not nearly as accurate as GPSs. They get within about a 50-kilometer radius. By Leanne Newfield, Newfeld found it. That's the one. Yay. You found it. Yay. So the way a geotransmitter works is it it records sunrise. Like from when it goes from dark to light. It's just a little light thingy in there. The thing that says like it got light at this time. So based on that sunrise, you can get like a basically a 50 kilometer radius kind of of where that bird was on the globe. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, not nearly as accurate as like a 
as a GPS, but that's kind of, that's all they kind of needed, you know, plus they're a lot smaller than like GPS backpacks. So. So this is, this is like homework to do later. I can't read this. It's now. 109 pages. <laughs> I can't read this now. I need the cliff notes. <laughs> the, the cliff notes is like, one thing I was kind of curious about was um, people talking about like, Hey, when Fergus falls starts freezing up, where are all the geese going to go? Mm-hmm. Like, well, here's a pretty good diagram of where they all go now. And from there, do you have guesses? Like, where do you think yeah. they're going to go? Yeah, like, I don't think they're going to come further east. Like, the, um, I'm looking at a chart right now of the uh, fall migration routes of the giant Canada geese. And they go, they go pretty far west. Hmm. Well... Yeah, I mean, I know there's so big I mean, like, winter holding uh, populations in western North Dakota along the Missouri. There's not, but they're not of this population, not of like oh, the okay. Winnipeg oh, Giants. Gotcha. Yeah, oh, gotcha. but they pretty much are going straight south out of Winnipeg, like along I-29. Some of them cut over to the Fergus area, and then you'll get some that are going through like south central Minnesota, but a lot of them are hugging that edge all the way down to Kansas City. Which is kind of a route we knew about already, like with the um, double bands getting shot a lot around Kansas City, Missouri, and Fergus Falls. So those birds aren't making it to Des Moines then? Um, no, some of them are. I mean, there's, I mean, there's always like, the, like yeah, a little overlap. Yeah, sure. Because they've got like probably fifty geolocators just on this one map. I would think Yankton area would hold a bunch. I mean that. Um... There's not many in Yankton. They have gone. Jeez, everything I mentioned, you're just shooting me down. You know, a lot They're of them not don't hanging even out go Lewis that and Clark. To... A lot of them don't, aren't even making it that far to Kansas City now that I mentioned that. Hmm. A lot of them stopped short. Like, even like, uh... yeah, I think maybe Lacoparo might be the spot. Might might be. See the might rebirth be. of Lacoparo? The rebirth of LQP. Ooh. A lot of them, dude, are down in that southwestern corner of minnesota there's no water down there there's one body of water i know about interesting interesting Hmm, you you say anyways um i'm excited to go hunting more i am having trouble with my goose addiction and work is having trouble with me not coming in (laughs) weird how that works yeah, they, they generally the voice like you to be there. Please leave a voicemail of the department you work in, your name, and the reason you are not able to make it to work. That's what the voicemail at my job says when I call in late. Mm-hmm. I say, <laughs> this is Nick Johnson. I work in the NDT department, and I'm, I'm just running a little behind today. I show up like three hours late, four hours late, wearing <laughs> hunting clothes. <laughs> what was happening? Bird flu. <laughs> Bird flu, yeah. I was just I got really drunk last night. <laughs> <laughs> I made poor decisions. I mean that's fair, right? I mean that's not an entire lie. It's not, no. No, no. Yeah, I don't know what um so what should we you're thinking feed this weekend, or you said run traffic. So, like, if people are out and about, like, what kind of tips would you recommend? What should they be looking for for a field this weekend? Because it's not going to be a migrator field, so you're not just going to 
pick a random field and hope for the best. Like you're going to need to at least be under a flight line. Oh God. Are we going to go down this route? Oh yeah. People like talk about this shit. I know, man. Don't set up in a prairie with tall grass. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, we know that, but <laughs> above and beyond that. What, well, what let's look at tips? the weather. What southeast, kind of tips do I have? Southeast Make on sure. Saturday and southwest on Sunday, I believe. If that holds. Well, one God app knows. that you can be using is make sure you're checking uh, your landowners with Onyx Maps and keeping good landowner relations and picking up all your trash out there while you're hunting and make sure you say thank you. God, it's so fucking white bread. <laughs> I fucking listened to a Ducks Unlimited <laughs> podcast where they're like freelancing the prairies and it was like that. And I was like, oh my fucking God, shoot me. <laughs> I like the Ducks Unlimited podcast. Don't get me wrong, but that episode I was like, oh my! That's like you know. most like magazines. They all say the same shit. I mean, this has anybody ever actually learned anything from a magazine? I mean, like I like literally. To, I like I like magazines because they give me ideas on about like where a cool trip might be. Like the writers are always going and doing like eiders in Maine. And then I found this other cool magazine, too, recently called Public Land Hunter. And that was Ooh. fucking sweet. They had a bunch of, like, good ideas of where you could go do cool hunts on public land. And there's, like, I mean, especially now with three consecutive years of them opening more and more and more federal land to hunting. Like, it's it's enough to make your head spin, like, how fucking challenging it is to find like a good spot to hunt because there's so many of them. I don't know. It's a good problem to have. It is. I, there's a lot of studies out there that say like hunter participation is down because people have nowhere to hunt. That's why they're opening up all this land, but pull up an Onyx maps or, and start Man. digging the layers back and going through like national wildlife refuges. And... I mean, it obviously depends on the state you're in. Like there's, there isn't much in Texas but Minnesota has a crap ton of public land. Texas has a fucking shitload too, and dank shit with lottery applications. Well, not not a. They don't have a bunch of land. Well, let's see, it would be. You got the whole Gulf Coast. Probably per capita is not great, <laughs> or per like land. What would private land versus public land is that that ratio is way skewed to private in Texas. I mean, not as skewed as it is to Minnesota or Iowa. Definitely not. You don't think? No. I mean, there's no, nah, no, some public lands in Iowa. I guess I'd have to look. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of very, agricultural, though. Yeah, there's very few public land. Like the further east you get, the less public land there is. Let's look it up. Hmm. Let's look, look it, up. it up. Let's look it up. Texas public land versus private. It's got. It's got to be a lot. Five percent of land is public. Okay. All right, let's punch in Minnesota. It's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. It's going to be amazing. Probably. 24%. Yeah. You fucking crushed it. See? I was wrong. I, told you. I was way wrong. Uh, I, I know Texas doesn't have much. Now look at Iowa. Let's see if, if Iowa and Texas are similar. I mean, Iowa. Definitely not similar in size. But... We do have a lot of forests up here, like state forests. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's just this is public land, not public land for what? So I'm, I'm sure they're kind of throwing parks and everything in 
on that too. Oh, I found a ranking of all the states. Ooh. Uh, here we go. Here's some good content. Number one state. Guess what it is? Public land versus most public land percentage wise. Um, Wyoming. Alaska, 95.8%. Oh, shit. I should have figured that. Only 4.2% is fucking. I know it is kind of obvious, but I I wouldn't have thought of it either. Guess what's the worst? Uh, Rhode Island. Ding, 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 motherfucker. How'd you guess that? Because it's a tiny ass state and it's in the city. In the east. Yeah. It's in the east. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Dude, here's something I would not have guessed. 49, like the 49th worst state for public land, Kansas. Wow. Well, yeah. I mean, going back to that agriculture thing, though. Right. Yeah. Kansas. But I mean, fuck. Nebraska, 2.8. But the entire. Nebraska's got an entire fucking half of it that's made out of nothing but sand dunes. Right. Apparently, the sand dunes are owned by somebody. Apparently. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Nebraska, 2.8. Iowa, 2.8. Illinois, 4.1. Texas, 4.2. One of the It's number 45. Wow. Texas has more public land than Iowa. That's crazy. Yeah, that is kind of crazy. Minnesota, let's see where we rank. We rank we well with twenty four. We're at twenty four percent. It says twenty three point five here. We're number sixteen. Wow, that is fucking kind of surprising. Let's we're see better, what the best. Right, we're better than Wisconsin, 10. right? Top ten. We know number one's Alaska, but starting at number ten and making our way towards number one, Colorado, New Mexico, California, Wyoming, Arizona, Oregon, Idaho, Utah, Nevada. And Alaska number yeah. one. It's all the mountain states because they have all the like BLM and uh, yeah, they like that's yeah, right. Like, national monuments and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. And then all the worst are going to be let. Let's do the top. Well, a lot of them are in the Midwest and the East. So Nebraska, the, Iowa, Illinois, the, Texas, the, Ohio, Indiana, Oklahoma. Here we go. You start to get into the forties, then you get into the East Coast: Maine, Connecticut, Massachusetts. Delaware is 37, Maryland 36, South Dakota 35, North Dakota 34, hmm. Louisiana 32, 10%. Hmm. I kind of maybe hmm. thought there might be a little more in Louisiana too just because of all the swamps. Who the hell owns swampland? Good Lord. All that bayou you think would be just like, I don't know, some sort of national forest or something of the like yeah this this list actually surprises me hawaii is number 17 with 20 percent public land well look at that huh look at that oh yeah that's got to be park right like that's like national park or something you'd think so yeah although oh man uh... i gave a i gave a youth hunter a pin drop for uh opening day or for youth yeah i saw that he crushed it dude there was so many ducks in that little public hunting area it was shocking like thousands and thousands of them (laughs) that's That's pretty sweet and today i today i was just driving past um westmore lake and fridley dude mallards everywhere and then you know we were talking we got a big jump in geese numbers Mm -hmm. hunting on that little river spot it's a pretty good spot just to see mallards cruising up and down the river i guess people have good hunts out there once in a while but um, uh, Monday and Tuesday, I saw, I saw like one or two groups of mallards, maybe on each day, maybe one. And then today I saw like 
eight. Like Mallard abundance increased dramatically last night. So did Canada geese numbers. Like, man, I think it's going to be a good duck season around here. I think there's going to be a, a good Mallard harvest this year on opener, like a hmm. really good Mallard harvest. Well, you're giving, wonder, me, you're giving me a little excited for, for scouting Friday. I might, you're telling me there's a chance. There's a good chance, I might man. actually find a feed. I All think right. so because, like you said, there was like, oh, and another thing too, this was like many days ago on Saturday. I drove out to uh, the Wilmer area to go do prairie pothole days. Tons of bean fields were cut. Really? Yeah, man. And if you've never just, I mean, that's perfect for running traffic and it doesn't sound like we're going to have good migrator weather what dude friday's got north winds that's friday i work friday that doesn't mean good oh dude well we could get some friday night maybe it's a little windy no that's not windy friday night big ass moon 50 degrees friday night saturday morning you could be seeing another lost puppy scenario even if it is there's no wind until there's no wind until until 10 o'clock in the morning on saturday is what they're saying now here on wednesday night i'm in a full moon scenario too Dude, the moon's damn near full. Ah, great. And let's see what what else we got. Sunday Sunday looks a little fucked. So hunt water then. Dude, Saturday looks like it could be a legit day for lost puppies. I would say just get out hunting on Saturday. It's going to be a day kind of like today where um, it's got very, very cold last night. There's no wind. There was no wind last night. And the wind is going to die as of now, as of this recording. They say the wind will be dead by 6 or 7 o'clock on Friday night. It's not going to start back up until 10 o'clock Saturday morning. Big-ass moon, cold-ass temps. That's a repeat of what we had last night and today. You could definitely be in a good lost puppy scenario Saturday morning. And you know what? Just conditions like that are just good for goosey activity. And no matter where you're hunting – just, if you're hunting water, stick it out till noon. Yeah, I don't. Today, I, I was on water today, and I had a lot of a lot of customers swing by that were obviously just like fresh arrivals, and they're like, "Yeah, we're hungrier than sitting on a rocky river." So we'll maybe check back with you. But I had to pick up at nine fifteen a.m. Sure. So I, I never. I was like, man, if only I could afford the vacation time to sit here till one. I bet I. Stomp them like just you know you see a three pack at eleven thirty cluck that's all it takes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't often hunt water, but I I would be tempted this weekend just because in in the past I've been screwed by that full moon. They'll either feed at night or migrate at night, and it's like so you're on a feed Friday, and then that full moon you know you get out there Saturday morning and like nobody shows up. Giant Canada geese don't feed at night. And everything you see are just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> you just see like the lost puppy syndrome. You just see birds. They're, they're around. You're seeing them, but they don't look like they're in a hurry to get anywhere. They're not going to feeds. It's almost like they're just water, going from water to water spots. You're like, well, just like loafing or something. I don't know. but Yeah, favorite. they definitely weren't interested in my river spread today. Oh, man. I got two funny stories about the cart before we uh, before we close <laughs> out. <laughs> so first what funny story. This was this was Tuesday night. I got the cart back to the back to the truck. I was like, "All right, I'm done here." And I I have the throttle not attached to the cart anymore, so I'm just holding the throttle in my hand. And I throw the throttle into the cart. Oh to no! Go open the, <laughs> to go to, to go open my truck up. 
And yes, the throttle was pressed and my cart started taking off down the fucking street. <laughs> and I had to physically wrestle this 500 watt cart filled with shit, like hundreds of pounds of shit. Cause I hadn't taken nothing out. And I just, I, I managed to like get up onto that thing and like click the power button on the battery off. So I was like, and it just, it dies. I was like, Whoo, Oh my God. That could have been bad. That could have been worse. Oh, it was. If anybody been... saw me, like, is, this, is there a man getting dragged down the street by a watermelon rickshaw? By a rickshaw? <laughs> is that rickshaw powered by motorcycle? What the fuck? The Blaine man dies being run over by a motorized rickshaw today. Okay. Well, you also you also did a prelude for my second story, because um, when me and you hunted with the cart, I was I had it orientated, so I was pressing the throttle. And I was also I was in a pushing position where I was walking behind the cart. Oh my god! Well, now I'm found out it's a little easier. I mean, much easier if you walk in a pulling position with the cart behind you. And then I also found out that if you stack all the weights <laughs> in the back of the cart, so the handles are pressing upwards where you would grab it, uh-huh. you can pretty much slam the throttle down, get it going really fast. The cart will lift you off. It will lift me like off of my feet, and I will pretty much be at a full sprint with my feet like barely touching the pavement. (laughs) (laughs) So I can run with the cart now. Like I can run fast. (laughs) New new X Games uh, category (laughs) event. (sighs) And I'm going through this little trail in the woods down to these blinds on the Mississippi River. And I'm God. just sprinting with this cart behind me, and I'm like, this is fucking awesome. But also, if I trip and this cart barrels over me, it's not going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> Local man dies from being run over by his goose cart. <laughs> the hidden dangers of goose hunting tonight <laughs> yes. at 9. <laughs> yes. Oh, no. Was it a firearm accident? Did nope. he drown? Nope. <laughs> no, not a drowning. No. This was another another electric bike wheel cart incident. <laughs> Just uh, we, you know, that we'd reported uh, this year. We've seen a dramatic, a dramatic spike in deaths related to motorized motorized rickshaw decoy carts. You know, I think I'm going to live a long time, but I'm pretty sure the way, <laughs> pretty sure the way I'm going to die is going to be the first way somebody ever died that way. <laughs> <laughs> That's you know. We could all I'm be lucky, so, we but... could all be so lucky. <laughs> like who? I mean, heart attack, big deal. Nobody, nobody's gonna remember your name. You die because you get ran over by your own motorized decoy cart. You're probably making the news. Well, that's it. Let's oh, thank you our know sponsor, what? boss. Oh, thanks, boss. You're the boss. I crushed uh, a bunch of migrators gonna... with that stuff. It was awesome. That is pretty sweet. What was I, I was going to say one more thing. Oh, maybe I'll save it till later. I can't remember if I told you or not. Anyway, so whatever. I'll bring it up later. All Are right. we done here? Yeah, we're and we're done here. <laughs> Good luck this weekend, Good. everybody. Yeah, get out Saturday. It looks like no matter what, go hunt until noon or so if oh. you're on water. And I'm sure I'll hunt have both days for no reason, but whatever. Thank you. Check out Boss Ammunition. If you do not shoot Boss, remember you're unethical. <laughs> You're an asshole. Don't, <laughs> You're they, an asshole. don't they have that? They, they, what's their logo? They, or what's their like saying? They have to have a saying, right? Like better something. They're, they're all about that. Something. They're all about that. No cripples and stuff. 
like a no cripple season. Like, can you challenge yourself to getting zero cripples this whole year? Patterning your shotgun. It's cool. It's a cool cultural thing they've came out with. I love it. I love it. Well, good. Good deal. Oh, here it is. No, that's not it. Dang it. I thought they had like a, like a, like a, like a, a saying, but it just says they do. pure I'm sure they do. American made copper plated shot shells. That's what comes that's up saying. right on their website. So That's a saying. Yeah. So, all right. There it is. Bye guys. All right. Catch you later. Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment. fun to go with like just full-blown redneck on these fish. This is like high-tech cane pole fishing right here. From the white sandy beaches to the crystal blue waters, enjoy the best fishing Panama City Beach has to offer during Chasing the Sun. Sundays at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.